Okay. All right. Lines are wiggling. We good to go. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and one of my cats just dug his claws into my knee. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> is, is it too late to make a cake as a lie joke? <laughs> hmm. I wish I could remember the song. It's Transformers Prime podcast this week. Yeah, that's right, because <laughs> we are remembering all of a sudden that we are a sequel to Transformers Prime. <laughs> it's always nice uh, to, this... to remember that. Yeah, well, it's... Actually, no, there haven't, there haven't been that many references to it in a while. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm David. I forgot to say that. <laughs> uh, this is Portals, the 36th episode of Robots in Disguise. Uh, this first aired April 23rd, 2016, uh, written by David McDermott, who actually wrote several episodes of Transformers Prime. So that's fair. And has written numerous episodes of Robots in Disguise as well, most recently uh, Brain Power. The one where Grimlock got a new brain. Again. Ooh, nice. And then he fought a monkey. <laughs> As you tend monkey. to. Become monkey. When you become smart, become crab. Crab versus monkey. Sadly, I don't think we ever got Simicor versus um, Clampdown. <laughs> Aw. We should have... So we open with a little uh, little uh, defense turret, turret maintenance. Strongarm and Grimlock are uh, working on Grimlock. Or Strongarm is underneath it, uh, like a grease monkey, and Grimlock is spotting for her. And a confusion as to whether left means your left or my left results in Strongarm almost dying. It's time for horrible industrial accidents. I think it's all strong arms fault because she says one and then she changes no. which socket she was going to plug well, it into. Okay, she's kind of waffling on left and right, but the problem is Grimlock is overthinking it. Yeah. Yes, Grimlock—they're facing each other, so when she says left, she's already accounting for it being his left, but he's like, "Ooh, but her left is my right." So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's overthinking it. He's he needs to calm down. Like it's as it's animated, she's going to put it in the, her left side first, then switches to the right side, which would be Grimlock's well. Now left. they're all going to die. Grimlock. It's, admittedly, yes, yeah, they weren't they weren't explaining it properly, and and now help me, step robot. I'm stuck. Also, this is some rescue bots level of mortal peril yeah. to be going into the <laughs> opening. With. Yeah, I mean, so I appreciate that. Listen, Fix It is going to have to sit these two down and make them watch the classic industrial film "Shake Hands with Danger." <laughs> Shake hands with danger. Any guy ought to know. I used to laugh at safety, but now they call me. Three Finger Joe. <laughs> Shake Hands with Danger legitimately rules. You should look it up on the internet. It's by the same guy who directed Carnival of Souls. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, it, it is probably the best and mo- definitely the most well-known industrial safety yes. film. And- there are more gruesome over-the-top Yeah, it's not that gruesome, but it also has this totally rockin', like, 70s country song. Yeah. About shaking hands with danger, which is a totally boss title. Yeah, the, the song really elevates it. It is. The, the song is probably why it has remained well, I, around I, because, like, once you hear that song, it's like, oh, I got to share this share. I, I think this was a favorite of our of our friend uh, Hooper X uh, back in the day. <laughs> yes, back in the day. Anyway, so luckily Bumblebee gets there and turns this thing off before it explodes with Strongarm trapped underneath it. He sounds so exasperated. Like, you definitely get the impression that he comes home to this a lot. Yep. Oh, God, I can't believe there used to be three of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, he ma- he mentions someone called Side Zwipe? <laughs> Side who, who is this swibble? person? We Swibble? haven't seen it. Once he, once he said it, I realized, wait... We haven't seen him in like four episodes. And then I think the last time we saw him, he was in Brown, the episode. Yeah. Oh, yes. goodness. Which I think I I just 
blanked out that entire episode. It was just like I was watching a paint sample of beige for 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so it feels like a long time since we've Even seen Even if it did have Cousin Oliver in it. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Whiz! Uh, kid, kid videos, uh, Cousin Oliver. Hey, I've got some, uh, I've got a, a record that he sings on now. From, uh, from Israel. Yes. You can tell because it's in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, so like so are the liner notes the in Hebrew? Just, it doesn't have liner notes. Oh, okay. The cover is in Hebrew. Night mm. meat. I mean, I guess Haim Saban, I think, is Israeli. Yes. Yeah. And Shuki Levy. Yeah. And Shuki Levy. Anyway, so we uh, cut now to Decepticon Island, and uh, our, our our posse of recently freed Decepticons, I guess the new pack. Yes. All uh, the Not boys. to be confused with the... Yeah, not to be confused with the Gargoyles villains. Yes, <laughs> the pack. Uh, you know, they are hanging out, and Thunderhoof is mad that uh, Steeljaw is always making them wait around like a bunch of chumps. <laughs> You know, maybe I should be the boss. Oh, no. Man, he would be the worst Starscream ever. Yeah, these guys definitely aren't the pack because they have Frank Stallone. They're more like, um, what was the group with Jim Belushi as a furry? <laughs> oh, what were those guys called? Gargos. Did they have a name? I think they, they, they were me. the Mutates, I think. Oh, ooh, that, that's a bad name. <laughs> Could be Man, better. It, it, I, I have been doing the big gargoyles rewatch and it, it still amazes me that there's just a recurring villain who's just like a villainous furry Jim Belushi who just sounds exactly like Jim Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that myself. Maybe after I finish with uh with Fox X Men. Uh which I've been it's it's like when I come home from work I just have like a, a chart of like different categories of how I'm feeling about what I want. Like, do I want it like how childish, how gory? Like, do I want something that's kind of colorful but still kind of dark? Well, that's going to be Demon Slayer. Do I want something that's that's nostalgic? If we're going for nostalgia, that's going to be Fox X Men. Do I have a while? I'm watching that Kingdom show, which is a Korean period zombie oh, drama. I've heard good things about that, but not specifics. It's pretty good. It is pretty okay. good. Uh, I finished Squid Game, so uh, no, but yeah. I, if, if I'm if I want something that's like kids but not nostalgic, then I'm watching Owl House. Oh yeah, I hear so, good things about that. What I'm More saying is I'm making very little progress on <laughs> any of my watching, but I have now watched BotBots twice. You're watching TV like you're me. Yeah, you watch like one episode of a thing at a time, like uh, like it's 1995 TV. or something. Yeah, <laughs> just catching whatever's on that night. I'm, I'm uh, just speaking of, on Comet last night, X-Files was showing the uh, Freak Show episode. Oh, that is a great episode. That is a good episode. I don't remember that episode. Oh, I don't you, I'm sure you do. If but you watch X Files, you remember you that describe episode. It probably. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got that it's got like the human enigma in it. The guy with the big puzzle tattoo. Oh, yeah, the big okay. guy. The big, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> now and th- there's like a great scene at the end where like one of the freaks is talking about like Mulder and how disgusting he is and how he couldn't possibly live like that. <laughs> how, how terrible it would be to just be that perfect all the time. <laughs> well, the the great that's one of the Darren Morgan episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wrote, like, the best episodes. And what you have to remember with Darren Morgan is that he has enormous contempt for Mulder, and it's great. <laughs> okay, so, okay, best episodes. So, he also wrote the episode where it's a bunch of demons at a diner talking about them? Yeah. He wrote that, but that's not an X-Files episode. What? Oh, was... That's an X... That's an episode of Millennium, baby! Oh, oh man. Well, then why the yes. fuck did I watch that? Because I don't think I watched well, it because Millennium. it was on after X-Files. What are you going to do? Change the channel like a chump? It yes. was definitely because marketed. Because Mantis wasn't on anymore. It was definitely marketed uh, but, in a very X-Files-adjacent way. Yeah, but I only... And I, also... I guess I only watched, like, three episodes, and that must have been one of them. And, I mean, that's... I mean, you want to watch that and also the other Darren Morgan episode, and, uh, you know... Most of it wasn't that great, but it also had Lance Henriksen on it. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, yeah, but it died. What little I did watch of that, other than I guess that one episode that stuck in my head, and I thought it was an X Files episode because it was good. I don't remember <laughs> the rest of it. Uh, anyway, yeah, that totally is Darren Morgan. Okay, wait a second here, because uh, for some reason my uh, Garage Band seems to have frozen. No, oh dear. that's not great. Anyway, it, it, uh, I will also note that he wrote the episode that strongly implies Mulder masturbates to the uh, Addison Gimlin big Bigfoot footage. <laughs> okay, it's actually fine. It's just something about the second monitor. I don't know why all my stuff is screwing up tonight. To my, yeah. Anyway, it's working now. Okay, as, lo- as long as the squiggles seem to be recording fine. It was actually continuing to work. It was just that the display it was on froze up. Oh, yeah. I think I had that. Yeah, I think that happened long ago on the old computer. Last computer. Well, not old. I've had many computers. Anyway, where, where were we? Okay, so where were Steel we? Jaw. Okay, so. Uh, I think. Yeah, so. So Steeljaw arrives late, uh, sexily. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. It's the only way he knows how to do things. And he's all, hey, so the uh, the current leadership team here, they can't decide if they want to leave Earth or conquer it, and we can exploit that, and we can rule because we're the best. Because we're amazing. They're not that, they're not yes. even that amazing. Yes, although maybe it's not the best time to tell these guys that, considering one of these guys uh, is a crab who turns into a station wagon who's also like a professional snitch. Yes, yeah, like it, what he was he, best known for was being a snitch. But he's also a good lookout. Well, this is true because he's got eyes on little stars. As we will yeah. see in a moment when they have a visitor which is seen by Clamp Down's eyes on the stalks turning around 180 yes. degrees to yes. see them arriving our- behind him. It is uh, it is villainous ladybug glow strike, or I guess villainous uh, firefly, probably. Yeah, I think. Just kind of ladybug I mean, glow colored. Glow strike is a is a yeah. firefly kind of name. This might be the only time we see her alt mode, and it's at a distance. Also, yeah. now and, uh, I've also- I've had to pull up the uh, the page for crabitalism about how it is good to make powerful <laughs> crabs more powerful. And of course, also Saberhorn, who's like if Matt Barry was a giant robot beater. <laughs> yes. He he always seems like he's just uh, he's just about to refer to Glowstrike as his good lady wife. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think I saw something recently where, where it was a tease like Matt Barry might become Doctor Who, but I think it was April Fool's joke. I, yeah, I think it was like a deep fake or something. It's like no, that would that would be good. <laughs> well, yeah, but then he, it might might mean he's not. He's too busy to be on uh, what we do in the shadows. Well, yeah. And also, that means that I hope Saberhorn turns into his alt mode by yelling, Beetle! <laughs> <laughs> yes! This is the best. Uh, so, yes, they want to have a word with Steel Giant. It's never a good thing when... Uh, when your boss shows up. A Decepticon up. wants to have a word with you. No. Somebody's about to get murdered, and it might be you. <laughs> it's probably you, in fact. Probably. Well, yeah, Decepticons, but the, these guys aren't running a Decepticon organization in a normal pattern. They're, this feels more like a cult. It does. It kind of does. Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like that uh, that we work or whatever. <gasps> oh, no. No, not that. So, so it's being run by uh, Jared Leto and no. uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, no more oh, Jared Leto. Stop letting no. him be in things. <laughs> he's terrible. I mean, it's amusing that he's playing a sinister cult leader in this, as he appears to actually be like a sinister cult leader. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we cut back the scrapyard, and Fixit has finally fixed the ground bridge so we can bring back uh, the away team after what seems like a zillion episodes away. Yes. So we can finally get good old Sideswipe back. Yep. Our our wacky cousin. Uh, But instead, uh, he turns it on, and then it opens a second portal, and then a third spooky portal opens up. (laughs) Between the other two. Yes. And uh, as anybody... Get ready to remember some obscure uh, Transformers Prime trivia here. 
because out of that portal flies sound waves. So before <laughs> Yay As so as the portals recall, are acting up and there's the second portal and they're like, What's going on? At some point someone someone says, I forget whether it was B or, or Denny or somebody I says, fix it. And he says, I'm trying. <laughs> it's his name, but it's also a command. B knows what the fuck this is. He tells him to fix yeah, it. No, I, and that's his name. And he says, I'm trying. Like the, <laughs> I think this is the third time this has happened. I'm trying to think. It's an excellent play on words, and I was very pleased with it. Yes. Yes. There, there's this, there's when Soundwave got chucked in, and there's the episode with, um, oh, what the fuck was his name? Oh, uh, Skyquake. Yes, yes, Zombie Skyquake. In fact, that was the introduction of the, the Shadow Zone. Yes. The Shadow Realm. It's time to duel. <laughs> no. A costly mistake. Would you prefer a Spiral Zone reference? They're harder to make. <laughs> it's because nobody knows would, anything about Spiral Zone. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> you fool. Every, I feel that show is always calling each other fools. Yeah, well, Baka. Presumably. This I feel that, uh, like, we, we don't call each other fools enough uh, anymore. I'm mostly just familiar with, with Baka from Asuka in Evangelion. Well, it's very common in many series. calls everybody... Also, there was this whole thing about how in the original dub, uh, because she is half German, they dubbed it as, or they translated it as Doomkopf. That is fantastic. Which was great. Just makes me feel like I'm reading old Nick Fury comics or something. (laughs) Yes. If you're going to be insulted by a German in uh, in an old comic book, it is invariably either Doomkopf or Schweinhund. Oh, damn it. My little bit of German, I remember it's coming back. Schwarzkopf? Uh, the, the general during the Gulf War? No, oh. Storm and Norman? Scheisskopf? Uh, I'm trying to remember what shithead was. Ah. <laughs> well, Schwartz is black. I guess it's Scheisskopf. Scheisskopf? I think. Uh, and I think, yeah, because Totenkopf is death's head. Oh! Whoa. Weird. Again, uh, most of my exposure to uh, German has come from uh, comics, bad comic books. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, Soundwave, as you will recall, at the end of Transformers Prime, Soundwave was trapped seemingly permanently in the Shadow Zone, the space between spaces. <laughs> yes. Oh man, Zombie uh, Skyquake next. Well, yeah, presumably Zombie up. Skyquake is also still wandering around there, so he he emerges. Deploys uh, laser beak and then immediately just kicks everybody's ass. He also deploys. You know what else he deploys? Dubstep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His music. He gets theme music in this, and it's amazing. And, and uh, it's he, he has the same so power good. as uh, Electro in that uh, in that Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Two. Kind of yeah, but it, yes. it's it's not quite that. But it, it's like he he's a slasher villain with his own theme music. Yes. Tentacles and dubstep. Yes, and, and Laserbeak flying around shooting. Rather ineffective. Like, him and Laserbeak, the, the beams they're shooting aren't as deadly as they should be. I know. So, was Laserbeak officially referred to as a minicon previously? I think they may have called him a deployer. Ah, Okay. Because they were trying to make Deployer happen for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Sick Beast Machines reference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really liked the Deployers. Yes. I still have, I think, all of them. Maybe just the harder to find half of them. They were pretty rad. Like, Deployer isn't that bad. It's kind of better than Recordicon. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Recordicon doesn't make any sense anymore because they're not tapes. Yeah, Minicon is just more useful in general. It's like, yeah. small. I want to say, and I I may be misremembering and I may need to look this up, but I want to say when they were doing the Shout Factory translation of the, uh, the Japanese Transformers shows, they were calling the cassettes deployers. I think you're right. And that just chafed. That even yes. chafed more than 
what they did to Breast Force. <laughs> oh, you mean Chest Force? Yes. Uh. Also chafed. <laughs> well, nothing uh, nothing chafes like an ill-fitting Chest Force. <laughs> yes. Drax would know. Drax I mean, knows I'm, about this. Most women do not have the correct size uh, for their Chest Force. <laughs> it's important well, yeah. to have that measured properly. Proper yeah. It's important. Anyway, so he yeah he, he kicks the collective asses of Bumblebee, uh, Strongarm, and Grimlock, and he also chucks Bumblebee in the shadow zone for good measure. And he's about to trek Strongarm yeah. in there until the portal just shuts itself down. Yeah, and I was like, well, and as you will recall, Soundwave does not speak yet. No. Uh, and so he remains eerily mute throughout this entire episode, which I feel is effective, and it does give him that sort of slasher vibe. Oh, yeah. Yes. And just he, like, his tentacles are constantly in motion, but the rest of him is pretty still, and he's, yeah, he's super creepy. He's definitely, like, I mean, the whole episode is kind of about how he's, like, another level of like yeah. a higher level of villain than they're used to. He's yes. he's a bigger threat than they're used to, but mm. you really feel it. Like you feel it in the animation, and the soundtrack. You definitely feel it in the music. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's actually kind of amazing, like how much more menacing he is than everybody else we've seen so far in the show. Well, I mean, I I think the show generally goes for a different kind of menace. Well, yeah, Steel Jaw—I would say Steel Jaw is fairly menacing. Steel Jaw's menacing, not this level. Even Megatronus wasn't as menacing as Soundwave is. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> that he seems wasn't weird. Very that menacing. Being Gil Gerard. Yes. Hmm. For uh, some reason, he, he was beady, beady, menacing. I guess. Ah, <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah, no, yeah, Soundwave. Totally rules in this episode. He's got. He's really using those tentacles uh, quite effectively. Yeah. Yes, he. They're just getting all up in everything. Not like that. So and we, we actually, were just talking about Wicked City. Yes. <laughs> no, that was last week. And we actually, and so yeah, B finds himself in the shadow zone. He's seen that episode, so he remembers what that what happened. Yes, and he remembers, and we actually get a name drop of the Prime Kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. He he remembers them. He remembers he they were able to make phone calls uh, from the Shadow Zone, so he could still use radio communication to uh, check in with Fixit and uh, the humans who have escaped. Which uh, Fixit hilariously has disguised himself as a lamp. I like. Okay, it's neat that he figures that out, B figures that out because he talks uh. with kids. But it's kind of annoying that that he does because he's radio communicating and and. Soundwave is all about eavesdropping on signals, dude. Well, I guess the thing is that Soundwave is also very single-minded. So he is doing his thing. He probably doesn't think... I mean, even though... Right, I mean, even if he thinks it would help, you know, he doesn't really care. Because, you know, what are they going to do? It's a one mini-con and two humans even more pathetic than the ones that he encountered. Yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't even think as... You know, highly enough of Bumblebee to even bother. Yeah, so. come on. Last time I met you, you couldn't even talk. Yeah. Admittedly, neither can I. But also, or maybe I just choose not to. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, it's like, oh, the excuse is, oh, Soundwave never would have figured that out because he doesn't talk, so he would have no one to talk to, to try to talk yes. to. Yes. But sound is this thing. Yes. Ah. Uh, it... it it would make the episode not work, but it, it's a minor well, yes. thing that annoyed me in a really good episode. Yes. I'm I'm going to vote that Soundwave did not have a high enough regard for Bumblebee to even expect him to figure anything out, so he wasn't bothering to listen. Yes. So, yeah, Fix-It is hilariously disguised as a lamp. <laughs> uh, Denny and Russell are hidden in the couch cushions like, uh, like a bunch of change. Yes. <laughs> And so, you know, Bumblebee just says, you know, you got, you know, I've met Soundwave. He will obliterate you. Do not do anything until I can come up with a plan. He is worse than anyone we have met or anyone you can think of. Don't even try. Like, you, you, we've been fighting the Rhino and the Shocker. This guy is Venom. Yes. And yet we fought a demigod. Well, yes, but also that guy kind of sucks. But Soundwave is more menacing. 
also the humans I mean, were fighting kind of the demigod. Yeah, also, yeah, we, we kind of sat that one. Yeah, the demigods were on a bridge at the time. Yeah, we kind of sat mm. that one out. Yeah. And also, you had, like, Optimus Prime there at the time. And he had, like, god powers. Yes. So that was Whereas kind this of time, cool. you've got uh, two Autobots who have been shot. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, but they decide, hey, you know, we've got these turrets. We're going to use them against Soundwave. So we cut back to Decepticon Island, and Glowstrike and Saber are there all. Ah, yes, you know, we, uh, you know, we've been uh, watching you very carefully, Steeljaw. And he immediately thinks, okay, well, so, so that means they know that I'm getting ready to betray them, so <laughs> I'm just going to have to kill them. I love and, the, uh, the, then, the uh, gleam on his claw. Yes. yes. As he, like, you know, takes, lets them pull a step ahead and, like, goes into shadow dramatically yeah. shadowed and then pulls back yes. his claw and there's a gleam and then but, they're uh, like where do you want to make you management <laughs> yeah no we you're actually super cool and uh, we decided uh, you we want to have you as a part of our leadership team which sounds seems very corporate it yeah. does what? and it also kind of feels like when you get the employee who is clearly on the cusp of unionizing so you offer to make them manager <laughs> no or like a cult he brought in a m- bunch of people. We're going to promote you. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> that, and, like, it's weird that he's bigger than both of them. I mean, they're bugs. Yeah, yes. but well, he's just a car. Immediately, they turn into bugs. It's like, oh, hey, more more guys that just turn from robot to animal. Bugs yeah. can be any size they wish. Yeah. <laughs> Robotic insecticide. <laughs> so we we cut back to uh, cut back to the uh, the scrapyard. Everybody hit uh, the humans and fix it are locked and loaded with uh, what appears to be a bunch of laser tag gear, uh, pots and pans, and uh, like a spare samurai helmet from one of Drift's minicons. That was pretty. Yeah, cute. the samurai helmet's a little. Weird, and it's also in drift or in fix its colors. I mean, they're also orange. Drift's colors. Yeah, it, it, it's a little odd. And Danny or Russ, the dad mixed their names up. Is Danny wearing is the dad. A toilet seat around his neck. It's a wooden one. <laughs> yes, it's like a nice one. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I had a wooden. I need to get a new one. A wooden one is good. Wooden <laughs> one is good and more comfortable and stays warmer that's... until it cracks. Oh, that's okay. And also, he appears to have the flag of Ireland on his chest. Yes. <laughs> oh, got some little armor strips that happen to be that color. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh yeah, it is Ireland. That is. Oh, Maybe he's Irish. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, the Soundwave... The are always quite... are always more intricate than they need to be, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Soundwave is MacGyvering together some radio equipment out of, like... Is a big communications array, apparently. There, There's not enough, like... There should definitely be, like, a, a breakfast beaver welded in there. And yes, <laughs> and apparently his plan is that he's going to contact Megatron. Because, as you recall, he's not... Soundwave was uh, put into the Shadow Zone in, I think, either the last or the second last episode of Prime. He yeah. was not there for the Which movie. Which means that he was not around for uh, was Rise, called. Rise of the yeah. Beasts. Yeah. Predic- Predacons Rising. The finale movie in which Megatron was killed, or when which the dead Megatron was possessed by Unicron, sort of jerked around for a couple episodes, and then was freed and decided... Oh, hey, it uh, turns out that uh, Tyranny actually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I was trying to do that to people. <sighs> so I'm going to just fly off into space and kind of discover my, and sort of, you know, discover myself. Yes. My so planet needs me. Although, wait, this is my planet. So, sound, so Soundwave doesn't know that. So it's not, so his plan here is not necessarily even going to work. I mean, he could well, still get in touch with him, and then... Yeah. Right, but he's just going to say, yeah, no, I'm not really into that anymore, like, Soundwave. Yeah, I am um, I found these Autobots to hang out with. We're trying to find the Knights of Cybertron. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Except you'd be saying it like crazy Frank Welkerese. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lost Light Megatron, but with Prime Megatron's growl. Soundwave, you fool! I have discovered the path of true enlightenment! Shark, shark teeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's creepy. It's different. <laughs> so, you know, this, this, he is, he does have, he's working on this plan, but it's not clear that this plan is actually going to do anything. Well, not going to do what he wants, but it will be a very yeah. loud Decepticon signal. Yeah, so it's just going to bring every Tom, Dick, and Bludgeon to uh, <laughs> Earth. Yeah, maybe Bludgeon can blow up San Francisco while he's here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know when Bludgeon wanted to get everyone's attention, he just blew up San Francisco. <laughs> there is actually a trans a robots in disguise Bludgeon. That's right. Oh yeah. Who does not appear on the show, but his re his remold does. Yeah, that's oh, that's I, weird. An episode I never saw, but I, I wait. I think we'll I have get the there, remold, not the bludgeon. That episode totally rules because it has Tank Girl in it. Ooh. Oh. Always love some Lori Petty. A uh, Lori Petty, yes. She continuing her voice we'll work that. after uh, we Superman, Superman the animated series. Oh yeah, they've been running that up here lately, and. Uh, I was uh, pretty shocked by how overtly sexual that episode with her and uh, Parasite was. <laughs> oh. I do not recall like her, that one, but man. Their team-up is almost entirely, listen, team up with me to beat Superman, and I will, and we will bone. And he is okay <laughs> with it, because I'm just a big purple guy. I don't get and offers like Petty, that very you know? often. I'm not getting a lot, you know. Have, have you seen the costume I wear? It's like it's like a mankini. <laughs> I, I thought he was basically a gimp suit. Yeah, well, it's it's like a bunch of like white straps over his like nude purple Bruce Tim body. Mm. But like his mouth is like a funky thing, like it's a mask. Well, no, he doesn't have like a weird monster mouth in this. He just has. He's just like he looks like an Oscar statue, but yeah. purple. Which is why I thought it was like a gimp suit, and the the white oh. is just designs on the gimp suit. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's like a purple guy. Yeah, whatever. However anyway, we, we will get to this one in many seasons when we get to the Glory Petty episode. But for now, in the we're, make, we're going to assault Soundwave here, and it totally doesn't work. He just, no. You know. Yeah. I mean, at least no one gets killed. Yes. Surprisingly, uh, no. They get shot, and it, hit, it hits the armor and does not kill them. It's like, how... At one point, there's a serpentine thing. Yes. There's a lot of uh, serpentine, the, which it's not really so much serpentine as them running in circles. Well, I I think that's a ref, specifically a reference to the movie uh, The In-Laws <laughs> uh, with uh, Alan Arkin and Peter Falk. Yeah, serpentine is a gag in a lot of things. But I think that's the source of that gag, oh, okay. uh, the, the serpentine. Because Peter Falk is like a CIA agent and... um. Alan Arkin is a dentist, and their children are marrying each other, and they get involved in, like, a scheme to overthrow a South American dictator or something. Sure. And so Peter Falk is trying to teach Alan Arkin to, to do the serpentine thing as they're being shot at. <laughs> Funny movie. Hey, what, what, Peter Falk should be good. Some, uh, some, good, uh, some good Alan Arkin. Hmm. Anyway, so... Uh, Bot-bots. So Grimlock and Strongarm have woken up and so now, now they are taking on the Decepticons. So this almost works, but Soundwave has hooked himself into this machinery, and he can now open portals at will, like he's the Spider-Man villain in the spot. Yes. He <laughs> well, is basically trying to do the RC trick, if you remember that one episode where RC got on the Nemesis and was totally coming at him, and he just stood still, and as soon as she got to him, he just opened a portal to the Arctic and dumped her and let her run right yes. into it. So that's kind of yep. what he's trying to do. It's an old thing he used to be able to. He just, like, he's hooked up to the new grid system mm -hmm. through this point. So, so they, he ends up uh, teleporting Strongarm and Grimlock and Laserbeak into like just this rock quarry. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're filming some tokusatsu and or Doctor Who episodes. Yes. Well, However, Doctor Who is tokusatsu. That's it's fair. special <laughs> effects. That's so fair. Grimlock is a, Grimlock is able to get the chomp on uh, Laserbeak here, which is surprisingly violent, but I guess because... <laughs> Laserbeak is only questionably alive. 
Yeah, he's just basically just a pair of wings and a gun. He's Although, people. would you believe that Laserbeak, much, much later, is going to have a character arc? <gasps> I'm okay. on board for this. Not on this show. Aww. Uh-huh. On Rescue Bots Academy. What? What? Yes. The same Laserbeak. The same Laserbeak. Not okay. just a random other Laserbeak like Armada. Nope. Oh. Because Rescue Bots Academy still takes place in the same continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's wild. So, yeah, so they uh, they take down him, and they head back to the base, and then Bumblebee, he has noticed that Soundwave is, he is able to open up these portals, but he's not quite back 100% on it. His accuracy is not Also, great. Uh, Grimlock yeah. refers to them as Team Grimarm. And yes, and then when like, she objects, maybe, maybe Team Stronglock? <laughs> he's trying. Uh, Grimarm is maybe a better team name. Stronglock is a better actual Transformer name. Yes. A a lesson was learned. And uh, they also note that Soundwave has apparently just been wandering the Earth for however long it's been since Robots in Disguise as an intangible ghost, presumably going mad. Yeah, well... Yeah! He's odd to begin with. I mean, I don't know that he's gone mad. I think he's just the same as he always yes, was. That's true. Silent, determined, murderous, serpent arm. It, it, it's just hang it's just, out with zombie Skyquake. It's just like when you leave Jason Voorhees at the bottom of Crystal Lake for like ten years. You get him back up. He's just Jason Voorhees again. He's just doing the same stuff. Yeah, he yeah. just smells slightly worse. <laughs> he was just being patient during all that time, man. That's why. Okay, I I choose to believe that Soundwave is actually just playing this music, <laughs> and he was actually mixing that. That's what he was doing with his time. Just, he, was, oh. he was mixing some just amazing beats. Oh, the end. That's my head cannon. Yeah, that works. So we we cut back to a deceptive island and. You know, Glow Strike and Saber, you know, we're impressed with your work, but we're really going to need, uh, you know, a little demonst- a show of good faith from you. And because we're bad guys. Hey, you see that Sharktacon over there who's kind of colored like uh, the Sharktacons from the movie? Ah, hmm. uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's been plotting against us. Why don't you show him the error of his ways? Yeah, and they uh, make it vague what they want. He's just a shark, dude. He's just a shark, and he's walking around. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, He's I... extremely not very humanoid. He could stand to be more humanoid. He, he kind of looks like uh, one of Katy Perry's backup dancers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is Left Shark. He's been plotting against us. He is totally ruining our our, our choreographed dance routine. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, uh, Steel Jazz just totally beats this guy up. Yeah, he doesn't resort. Well, he starts to talk, and is just like, no, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Violence! It's always the answer with Decepticons. Most of them, yes. So we cut back uh, to the the scrapyard. Soundwave is just about to put the last piece in his thing, and then uh, Denny interrupts him with a, a classic distraction, calling a... And he refers to him as Stretch, which is like classic dad slang for a tall guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So while he's distracting him, uh, hiding in a piece of construction equipment, uh, Russell takes this last piece. He tries to portal him to who knows where. And while that's going on, then fix it, uh, opens up another portal. That opens up the Shadow Zone portal, which allows Bubblebee to escape. And then he just blows up this transmitter. Because as mm. they explained earlier, when two ground bridge portals love each other very much, <laughs> they create the third portal. Yes. And so yep, he then goes boom. Yeah, so he kicks Bumblebee's ass and he is about to finish him off, but then then he uses this crane, swings it, knocks uh Soundwave back into the shadow zone. They Grimlock and Stormer get there just in time. They also huck laser beak through this portal. Could you not have put this guy in like one of these pods? I I mean maybe they don't have one that's tall enough. I guess. I mean they or spiky enough. 
its wings stick out too far. They could at least like, put a laser beak in one. Then, you know, if he gets out of the shadow zone again, yeah. he doesn't laser beak. Aww. Yeah, you could, you could have shoved laser beak in a, in a pod that would have made more sense. But maybe, Aww, buddy. maybe they were worried that if he wakes up even slightly, he can control portals. <laughs> so that's true. not good. Well, I will note this is kind of going to come back to bite them in a couple seasons. Oh, yeah. Yay. I mean, the ideal and, thing would be to stuff him in a stasis pod, then throw him in the portal. Yes. It's like, now we'll never have to worry about him again. <laughs> Until yeah. Soundwave X in space. Oh, no. So, yeah, the, the day is won. Yay! And Bobby's very pleased that, you know, everybody was able to do it without him, even though it was his plan that... Uh, yes. They're sure to give him credit yes. for his plan, because they couldn't have done it without him, even if he wasn't there. It's a good team building exercise. Yeah. So cut back to the Septicon Island, and this time, um, it's not okay. <laughs> well, this time they have. It turns out they have a whole bunch of fixits, and they are all being controlled with colors. Yes, they, they, they have restraining bolts on them. It's yes. not okay. You can't just enslave a bunch of adorable little mini cons. <laughs> I'm not and, okay um, with this. Yeah, especially since, like, last last season they had that one episode where there was, like, the sub filled with evil fixits. Yes. Who weren't intelligent, seeming. Like, yeah, you these... had an out that, oh, they, they're not all sentient, but apparently these are, and they're just enslaved. Oof. Yeah. I mean, that might come back to bite them. Yeah. <laughs> It's not okay, man. You can't do that. Poor things. Yeah. It and is weird uh, that turns all out the fixits are all orange, though. Yeah. Since you... This is a ship full of Decepticons that are remolds and recolors of other models. Although apparently there is, I think I seem to recall we later get a gag about how they can all tell each other apart, even though they are all clearly identical. Aww. Oh, that, that is the normal gag. Yes. So the uh, and it turns out that amongst all the other things on this Decepticon Island, which is a chunk of the crashed Alcamore, uh, there is a slight. They have a couple of these Decepticon hunters that are locked away, and they haven't been able to uh, find the combination. But they're they're really hoping that Steeljaw, since he's so resourceful, can get into there. And he is pretty sure he can. Oh yes, and that's the episode. Evil sexy grin. <laughs> yep. Dun dun dun. The end. And so that uh, that does it for this week. This I I enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, it's fun to get uh, get a return of some uh, Transformers Prime characters, and Soundwave really does rock in this one. Yeah, yeah he, he has the dubstep. He's just menacing everywhere. Oh yes. Super creepy. Ah, uh, he was great. He's great. It's good to see him again. They didn't have to bring in a voice actor. <laughs> no, no, no. That also helps. Although, again, stay tuned. Uh oh. Oh man. I mean, there are there are plot reasons why he has to not why he has to have a voice actor later on, but uh-huh. you you will uh, it will please you to know that they you know got the voice actor you're probably thinking of. Okay. Well, yeah. That's who good. else are they going to get? By which, of course, I mean, obviously, Julia White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking maybe Robbie Wrist. <laughs> he's going to show up later as well. Yay! <sighs> I mean, he's already showed up, but he's going to show up again, playing a different guy. Did I? I forget whether I mentioned in a previous episode that apparently he's like some major character in the Naruto dub. Apparently, yes, he is. I think we, I think that came up. I didn't like, know. Naruto I don't know well enough, enough about Naruto to know who he is, but he's in like every oh, season Naruto. and the new one with his son. And yeah, Naruto, he, yeah. he's he's getting money. He's getting paid. <laughs> okay, now I have to freaking look up who the hell he is. I like it when people I am interested in are able to get regular work doing their yes. chosen profession. Yes. Is it a character in an early enough season that I know who the fuck they are? Joji! Holy fuck! Is that a big guy? <laughs> He's cool! Okay, then. He's sort of the fat kid. Okay. Uh-huh. 
but but he's also pretty damn. Brilliant. Is he still playing like a kid? Well, no. In, in Boruto, the sequel, like they've grown up. Oh, okay. Because I mean, I mean, they're all like he started as a child actor, but he's like he's like fifty years old now. Well, yes. Yeah, so he would have been playing Choji as like a fifteen-year-old. Okay, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. But it, wow, that that's weird, but cool casting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, he's he's Michelangelo in the Turtles movie. Yes, what? he is. I I somehow had forgotten that fact. He he is. That the, feels like something I definitely knew he, and like. He is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> he's not that interesting. He doesn't always voice cartoons, but when he does, he's a major character on Naruto. Yes. Well, a major B-list character, I would say. A major supporting character on Naruto. Major supporting character on the most popular anime in... Recurring enough that that, um, he gets to be in video games. Is it the most popular anime? I'm not sure I believe it. Oh... I, I saw Under Ruse of it the other day, so... I just, you know, back when our conventions were still a thing. kids department in Target to get back to electronics, and I glance over and see children's underwear that's Naruto, and I immediately turn to dust and blow off into the wind. Well, considering it had a sequel series and now has a spinoff of his child, it's still important. It might have been the most important at one point... But I think, well, currently probably, um, oh, Demon Slayer, is that what it's called? Yes. That might be the biggest right now. I mean, that's the biggest current one. I mean, as far as things I hear people reference on the internet, I think it's, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but... <laughs> oh, jo- JoJo? Ooh, that's hard to judge, because... I think that... I mean, that's... I think what I wouldn't it's have... It's because it's old. I wouldn't have guessed it's that ghost. Naruto was necessarily, like, kid-friendly enough to get all this kid licensing stuff. Is it like Megatron, yeah, where it's old of. because it's hard? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's JoJo. Well, Naruto, I guess, is probably considered in, like, the big or something, but One Piece I think for sheer volume of merchandise sold I think is number one. Did it, is it as big in North America though? Or? Yeah, uh, Naruto is bigger in America. Just because I know that One Piece the, the dub is infamously of poor quality. Well, that was the original <laughs> right. dub. There's a new dub. It's, it's better now. Do they still have that terrible theme song? No, no. no. They, 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 it's it's streaming like every other anime. Okay. So, so they don't stick a new dub or opening on. Yeah, I don't know if anime is actually on TV in North America. Well, I anymore. assume it is in on Cartoon Network yeah, Cartoon when Network, they're not but, showing mm. Teen Titans Go. But considering <laughs> everything else is streaming, anime has been streaming rather well for a while, although now Crunchyroll and Funimation have merged and... and Into a duo call? Yes. All of Funimation stuff is going to Crunchyroll, and the, the transfer is funky, mm. and and the price is going up. All right, well, speaking of Japan, I think that means it's now time for David's Tokusatsu Corner. And we're going to have to probably soon change how we watch Dinazenon for our bonus episodes. Oh, dear. Naruto well, I guess we're... Probably, I would say, for the the ratio of how much of it I have watched to how popular it seems to be, it's definitely, like, way, way down there. <laughs> I read the first uh, manga volume. Oh, I read more than that. I read... And I was like, the tune-in exam. I, I was like, I like foxes and all, but I don't know that I want to continue following this. Of course, that that was back when I was reading scanlations a lot. So it's it entirely was, just because I like foxes, and I worked at a used bookstore where we could just borrow stuff. And he's only kind of sort of a fox when it's convenient. Needed more fox. He's more of a monster dog. Needed more furry at the time. Anyway, Toku. this week on Go Say Sentai. Die Ranger! New secret arc, the dance of spiders! And? I like spiders. Yes, um. The cool guy's back, Jin. Who looks like he's from Fist of the North Star and is played by. Oh, what is it? Um. Yutaka Hirose. Who's been in. Uh, the villain in, like, at least three different Sentai series. 
He's freaking awesome. Currently in uh, on our hey on our Discord, come watch uh, live man. He's one of the main villains on that, and he's here. And this is a way better episode than last week, which was stupid. Of course, this is also a martial arts heavy reference episode. Well, presumably reference. It's martial arts cliches because he's in it, and he's dressed like a fist of the North Star character with the jacket. And he's still out there killing other martial arts masters after he got revenge against the ones that were nearby to his dad's old dojo. His dad, who he hated, who threw him off a cliff and caused it in his arm. As you do. But anyway, he's got the new new secret art with Dance of the Spiders, where he, like, throws out, like, spider web, Spider-Man string at someone in a punch, punches them so hard that a spider tattoo appears on their belly, and then the spider crawls up their chest to their neck, and when it reaches their neck, they die. Yikes. Like, how so, fast is this crawling? Oh, uh, like a day. Oh, wow. That takes a while. That's not great. It does take longer than a killing punch should. Yeah. But that you have this spider crawling up and it scares the shit out of you as you slowly die. That's, That's not kind great. of impressive. That's a little distressing, I gotta say. Yes. But but they get a cool spider tattoo for like 12 hours or so. That, that's neat. It, it is sort of very Spider-Man shaped. On one hand, like, free tattoo. On the other hand, die in 24 hours. Yeah. Hmm. Pluses and minuses, you know. Anyway, the, like he's doing that shit. And, and then he goes to punch Rio, the Red Ranger. And of course, he does that. With the spider tattoo, and then, like, he's stuck with that for the rest of the episode, freaking out in bed, sweating, because he's slowly dying. Ooh. And then Jin just wanders off, punches his father's grave by saying, I finally fully surpassed you with my spider punch technique, and destroys his father's tombstone. And then the rangers are chasing him around, and, and they're fighting... And then one of the the three goon bad guys, I forget, the big dumb one, mm-hmm. has, like, Sergeant Cannon, who's a monster that's basically a collection of battleship cannons. And and, and then it's like a third faction in this fight of Jin versus the Rangers versus Cannon Dude. But Jin's like, no, fuck that. No, I will beat the Rangers. I don't need your interference. Get out of here. So, uh... Jin's doing that shit. Meanwhile, Master Kaku brings in a Japanese dance teacher to teach the Red Ranger how to dance to be a better martial artist. Because martial arts cliches, it, it's odd, but it makes sense in the same way it, it, like a normal martial arts movie makes sense. It's like, oh no, you have, you have to do this different thing to improve your martial art to be better than the guy who's just hit you with a spider tattoo. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jin's kicking the ranger's ass. He complains, ah, oh, having friendship is weak. You need to work together. You're Good so friendship. pitiful. Yes. It's important. What is it? Uh, but but tre- teamwork makes the dream work in the end because the red ranger learned that if you could walk on a cane, you could walk over a... a small stick that's covering a giant chasm where you could fall to your death in a metaphor that's actually visualized. Whatever. Anyway, he blocks the the spider punch the second time. It's like, I'm going to give you another tattoo since you showed up again. But it's like, no, he he blocks the punch, which is way better than the old cliche thing of catching a sword with your hands, which would slice your hands open. Catching someone else's punch at least makes some sense. Yeah, the the sword catching thing is just it's, that's not how swords work. It's not unless how hands got, work. Unless you got robot hands, then you might be able to do it. catch those hands. Ugh. Anyway, the, catching the one punch gets rid of the the spider tattoo, so he's not going to die. And then then the Red Ranger punches him back, and it's like, yay, when? But oh, and and the the goon trio guy with the sergeant cannon was like, okay, whoever wins this fight, kill him, because the, the cannon guy can shoot, like, a lightning punch out of his head. Like, it's an actual fist that shoots out of the giant cannon on top of his head. And he fires that at 
Wait, he, fi- he fires that at the Red Ranger, but then Jin's like, fuck you! And he gets hit by it. It's like, no, no one can beat the Red Ranger but me, because I'm the Vegeta of this show. Oh, no. And then, then, then they just blow up the giant monster, and oh, it's a giant robot fight, yay. Yay, that happens. Yay, time for giant robot fight! <laughs> it's a giant episode! <laughs> well, yes, it was good. And and they did actually combine with the, the White Ranger Zord, I think? What was that last episode? Eh, whatever. The the giant robot fight is awesome, and I like that in episodes, but sometimes they just blend together. But this was I, a much better yes. episode than last week. Oh, good. Much, much better. Because last week sounded a little distressing. Yeah, last week was not good. Yes. This is more ongoing plot with, with uh, Demon Fist Jin. He's fun. His his actor's really... He likes chewing the scenery at being a bad guy, and he's really good at it. <laughs> Bring him back more. And I realized, like, he's been in more shows than I thought. Like, I don't think he's been in as many as, like, Kenji Opa, Oba or Michiko Soga, who was Rita Repulsa, who she's been in, like, five different tokusatsu shows. Most of them he's Super the Sentai. Yes, <laughs> she's delightful. But but this guy, this guy's fun too. Yeah. All right. So that does it for this week. We will be back next week with more robots in disguise. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. And Discord. We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iacon underground uh, for this month we will be not giving Jared Leto any money uh, instead of that we will be going back to the 90s uh, for an episode of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon featuring Morbius the Living Vampire and his amazing Tommy Wiseau accent <laughs> and Tommy Wiseau hair oh hi Felicia <laughs> So for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can listen in on that and all of our previous specials. Uh, we've done a lot of MCU stuff. We've done a lot of MCU adjacent stuff like this. Uh, we have done a lot of random other things, uh, episodes of random cartoons, uh, lots of fun things. Uh, three hours. A Dracula movie, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, an enormous two-part episode on Transformers yes, the movie. Three hours of talking one. about Transformers the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, After not having watched it recently. Yes, just from memory. Yeah, the the, the, the gimmick of that episode is that we hadn't watched it in a while. I think, I think Jen was the one that watched it most recently, and you'd seen it over a year before we recorded the episode. Yes. It was, a, it was at least several months before. I hadn't seen it for like yep. three years. We know that movie so well. We talked about it for three hours. It just exists in my head. You could make a copy of it from my brain. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, that is all available on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. All right. So that is it for us this week. We'll be back next week with a... A new episode of Robots in Disguise, which features an actor from Transformers the movie. Oh. Is it Robert Stack? It is not. I'm pretty sure he had died Back by this from point. the... Oh, he had definitely died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely by the... Um, Eric. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Why am I The mysterious resurrection of Robert Stack. Oh. I'm assuming they could not afford Update. Eric Idle. I'm still dead. <laughs> And we just see like a reenactment with like a, a guy doing a really bad Robert Stack yes. impression. Oh my god! Oh. Yes. Oh yeah. This, if you have, if you have any information on the uh, the mysterious resurrection of Robert Stack. Oh yeah, odd tangent, but recently it was Eric Idle's birthday, and uh, Weird Al sent him a, a birthday video. And it was Aww. delightful. Oh. That's nice of him. From uh, one wreck gar to another. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're done, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, that is it. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Rob. 
I'm Jen, and I'm going to go watch Moon Knight. And I'm David. I'm marking this down as a huge success.